we better get back because it'll be dark soon and they mostly come at night mostly just tell me one thing burke you're going out there to destroy them right not to study not to bring back but to wipe them out that's the plan all right, people, on the ready line. I am me. Yeah. I am me. Welcome back to episode number 26 of the Film Reel cast. Uh, this week we're doing 1986 thriller Aliens, following on from our previous podcast of Alien. Today with me is Stu to my left. How are you, Stu? Very good, thank you. And James, how are you? I'm absolutely fantastic, Mr. Graham. Um, talk to us about our special guest today. Special guest today. Some of our listeners may not have heard him for a while. It's maybe the first and last time you hear him, we don't know. He could be off on some kind of adventure. We never know from one day to the next where Nim is ever going to be. So, uh, Nim, how are you? Very well, thank you. Where good have to, you been? Good where to be been? back. Um, I went to Africa where I got bit by a snake. Um, and I've just been around. You are just full of enthusiasm. We've missed that electric. <laughs> and kind of that buzz from the previous podcast. So... Uh, it sounds like this is going to be a more upbeat one now we're joined by Nim. Man of many, many, many talents and a lot of charisma. Well, hand over to James now. 1986. I, I said 1986. Aliens. Right. Okay. <laughs> Guys. You yeah. How many of you watched it before uh, this? The, this well, was my first time. This is your first time, yeah? It was your first time. Yeah? I, think I watched, watched it when it came out um, and since then I haven't bothered watching it now. Nim. I watched it a few times and it's come on at Christmas and things like that. So It's part of the Christmas film, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, it is November. We're not in Christmas. This is, this is. Interestingly, it's not Alien 2 or whatever. that They've actually called it Aliens. It's directed by James Cameron. Um, this came hot off straight after uh, The Terminator. They weren't too keen, actually, with, uh, once they received the script to actually have James Cameron um, doing the directing for this initially. Why is that? Terminator hadn't come out yet, I think, when he started when he started this gig. And interestingly, throughout that, it had come out, and they had seen it, and everyone kind of realised, actually, this guy's got a lot of talent. Hence, he kept it. Uh, so, so we terminated his first big project, then? 
Uh, it was just, yeah, it's the film that made him. I think he did some couple of things before then. But the Terminator one, that, that, that obviously made him, and arguably, I know they say Conan maybe, but I, th- I still feel Terminator made Arnie as well. Yeah. Um, Alien made Sigourney Weaver. Um, but I think she got nominated for an Oscar for this role. I in Aliens. That. I did she win that. it? No. It'd be interesting to see. I, I never agree with the, with the winners of the Oscar normally each year. I always think it should have been someone else, but I, I don't... Do you know, know who did Oscars. win it that year? I don't. Interesting to know who won it that year and what, what film was it, it was best for. actress was it? 1986. So, opening credits, we see the spacecraft. This will be that uh, shuttle from the Nostromo. Inside is Ripley, aka Sigourney Weaver. Is there going to be a synopsis? Sorry. She's the only. No, there was one. Unfortunately, uh, my computer crashed and there isn't. Okay, the synopsis is right, 57 years later, Ripley is found in the spacecraft. Okay, she gets, uh, she gets taken away from the spacecraft, woken up, told it's 57 years later to her shock. And she finds out on the planet uh, where, obviously, they found the alien. I think UV-1... Uh, oh, I forgot. I completely forgot the, um, the actual name of the planet. And then what happens is she realises there's a whole settlement there and they're basically terraforming the planet, making it breathable for everyone else. And she's absolutely shocked. Now, interestingly, it's a couple of months later, um, after she's been told uh, she's essentially unemployed, she, she gets a job. She's been told that... We've hadn't haven't heard anything from the settlement for a while, and she and uh, because she'd been there before, uh, they sent her there with obviously uh, some uh, well marines, yeah, uh, very Americana these these people, um, and they go there. The marines completely get wiped out, and it's basically uh, you know who's going to survive, kind of like Jaws thing. The interesting thing about the aliens is there's more than one alien. We learn a lot more obviously about about the aliens, and we have in the end Ripley meets this girl. Um, uh, mostly, uh, and uh, <laughs> she, she ends up, you know, she ends up saving saving the girl. We end up with a well, pretty much, I'd probably say about eighty percent of the cast gone yeah. by the end by the end of the film. Uh, that's about it from the Absolutely. top of my head. Yeah, let's crack on. So, fifty-seven years, uh, what fifty or something years later, um, we see the original spacecraft, which uh, the crew had to completely recreate from the first film. Uh, and they wake up. They wake up uh, Ripley, essentially, uh, and the cat uh, Jones. Remember Jones? She had to yes. go back for that cat, didn't she? An alien, yeah. Which is interesting. Now, that I thought that was a really, really good scene. It was. It was very similar to almost the way Aliens died. You know, with the uh, going around the ship. Yeah. You know, and, and, and trying to trying trying to build that, this, this atmosphere. Bear in mind, this is a very different film. I mean, what did you guys think about that first scene? Well, it's from. I like the fact it was a straight carry on. From uh, Alien, uh, I thought that was good. It was made it a lot easier to get into. It did, um, especially from watching one film uh, the previous week. It was just a lot easier to get into and refresh yourself with what's happened. Uh, and it seemed to the story seemed to get going pretty much straight away, didn't it? Yeah. Which, which for me was good. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was interested from the beginning. I enjoyed the last film, as I said. So yeah. this one, yeah, it was nice just to uh, get straight into it again. I found it, yeah, it was a, a, a direct, straight kind of fall into this one. Um, almost from a, you could watch it without even needing to watch the first one, really. Um, right, I, I watched this one first. No. Yeah, I found, I found that you didn't really need to need to watch the first one to kind of pick up the story of the second one, which, you, you know, yeah. wrongly or rightly. Just quickly, before we do continue this, which version did you watch, Both. Stu? I've, I appear to have watched the extended <coughs> one, a two hours... 40 minutes, I think, to 35 minutes. Yeah. Is that a director's cut or it extended? It was a director's cut, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I watched. I watched both. What did you watch, Nick? I don't know which one I watched. 
If it was a director's cut, not I think it was two hours something. You know, you know, okay, big one. You know, Newt. Yeah. Mary Slee. Yeah. Did you see her parents in it? Were they alive? No. Okay, that's the director's cut. In the director's cut, you see um, them going towards the original Alien Planet. Not Alien Planet, the Alien Ship from Alien. Right. Okay. So. Okay, I, I'm, I think, I think this, these notes are taken from the, the uh, director's cut. So, in the gateway station, after Ripley's obviously woken up, which is a space facility orbiting Earth, um, she regains her consciousness uh, in hospital. Um, she's been told, you've been asleep for 57 years, which, let's be honest, is pretty shocking for anyone. Now, the, the, the reason why... Him. Pardon? Apart from them. Apart from, <laughs> apart from I'd Nim, love yeah, to be for 57 years. years. I'd imagine he, yeah, he hibernates. He can't even stay away for 57 seconds. <laughs> Once January hits, there'll be no Nim on the podcast <laughs> till about April. Um, uh, the, the only reason why I'm bringing this scene up is uh, but straight from the offset, we obviously have a chestburster scene, which you know was um, quite almost disturbing. We don't get a full chest, but we just see yeah. it underneath their clothes. But um, the first time I was watching it, I thought, oh my God, they're killing off straight away. Yeah, I, then, I did as well when I first watched it. I thought, because obviously she was a big star from the first one, but she was. it wasn't a guarantee that she was going to carry on into the next one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really good idea. And it was, even when I watched this one, it had been so long. And I know in future ones that the story gets a bit absurd, doesn't it? With it regards does. to she's a, a mother of an alien or something like that. There's some she's kind a of queen genetic, insider. Mm. Yeah, genetically kind of. Matched, aren't they, or something like that? Yeah. And I didn't know whether they're. Oh, that's the resurrection you're talking about. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think one. so. It yeah. gets stupid after this, Yeah, honest. it does get ridiculous. And I, I couldn't remember which one was which and whether an alien was going to come out of her and where it was going to go. But yeah, then it was just a dream sequence, very similar to American Wealth in London. Yeah, it was. It was a dream sequence. Um, so there we go. Now, sometime later, obviously, Ripley meets. Um, Burke, for the first time, obviously in the dream sequence, but later on. And I think this guy, for me, is one of the best. He works for the company, William Utani. He's not a Marine, but obviously he goes with him in the end. I think his character is one of the best. Yeah, he's a character you really hate. And yeah. I think he's a really... It reminded me, as soon as I saw him, I recognised him from Beverly Hills Cop. He's Axel Foley's partner, isn't he? Or the one who kind of uh, covers his back when he's yeah, yeah. in trouble and stuff like that. And He's been in a lot of American sitcoms as well, wasn't he? And he's a he's a likable character to hate because he plays a very slimy character, very corporate, isn't he? And quite he willing is. to to do people's legs in the name of the corporation. In one funny way, he kind of replaces the android from the first one in the way where his character nearly slots into that kind of like you know the scenario. Yeah. Ultimately, in the end, um, so I'm just I'm just getting getting off my phone because I failed to print out obviously the. Uh, the cast list. But anyway, sometime later after that initial scene and we realised it was a dream sequence, Ripley's sitting in a, in a, in a, in a simulated envir- uh, environment waiting for Burke uh, and they're preparing, obviously, for this board meeting. And the company started a formal investigation into what happened within the Stromo and they want to question Ripley about her role. Um, Do you think, um, when they're, they're questioning her, that they know the truth already and... They're just going through the motions, and they're going to look to cover it up. Or did you think it was a an honest meeting that was happening to find out at the time what the facts were? I thought I thought it was for the truth, but when you, when you I think when you watch him properly, Burke knows kind of about the alien to the point where they really wanted to bring it back. Cause he has the same conversation with Ripley that um, obviously uh, the, oh, the android had. The, the android had, you know. So that I think they ultimately do know. Oh, that's true because that's proved later on in the film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so I think they know. To, um, yeah how to get it back from the spaceship um, to the planet via a person. 
Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and I know, I know it's almost even in '86. You can argue it's a bit tropey, where kind of a bit like in Jaws too, where yeah, there is there there there's aliens. You need to believe me. They're really dangerous, and everyone's like doesn't seem to believe her. And uh, to the point where even if uh, they 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 believe in the alien, they don't think they think yeah, it's nothing. And obviously yeah. that gets proved by the fact that all these marines end up going down to a LV forty six. Because uh, obviously during this inquiry, Ripley, she did, she's trying to convince obviously the board, uh, you know, how dangerous they are. And upon asking why why no one will go to the planet to confirm this story, we're all shocked that uh, LV two four six obviously uh, there's uh, been colonised by terraformers for thirty years. Uh, they're trying to create a breathable atmosphere, um, which is pretty shocking. It's like building houses on flood uh, flood, flood planes. Planes. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's doomed to fail. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, I, I mean, nothing too really significant happens in between then and, and then get, and them getting on the uh, get getting on the obviously looking again on the spaceship. However, in the director's cut, what we do see is at LV four two six, we see a, a girl Newt played by Carrie Han with her um, parents and her brother, and they're basically seemingly in this um, seemingly in this vehicle. Uh, all-terrain kind of space vehicle, and, and that's when you see them go towards, obviously, the uh, alien spaceship which they found. Did you guys? Sorry, Jay. Did you? I mean, you watched the uh, you watched Alien, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, you you, went on, you didn't do the podcast, though, did you, Nim? No, because sure what we what was a lot of people moaned about. Um, well, I think Graham moaned about it. Was at the start oh, of this one, there was or well, start of Alien, there was a lot of waffle. Between uh, like the crew, all sitting on the table, and yeah, we're having breakfast and stuff like that. Did you think there was the same? Did you agree that there was a lot of waffle at the start of Alien? And did you think the same? It was hard to get going in the second one, or do you think it was completely different? No, I'm, I, I actually liked that kind of that dialogue they had in the first one. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, because it kind of it's it builds up. You're almost waiting. When is the alien going to kick off? When is he going to start taking one of them out? Yeah, so it, and and also it builds. It kind of shows you each of the characters as well, what they're like. You know, I can't remember the, the name, but you yeah, because they're not soldiers, are they? They are actual no. crew workers who are doing manual labour. Yeah, they're like just mi- of, they're like a mining consortium or something, aren't they, for the corporation? Yeah, just a lot so. of waffle that they were just complaining about, and mm. it, I found it like building the characters in. Yeah. I don't know whether you guys thought the the start of this one was a lot of waffle before that she got it on was, the spaceship. It was very long. Uh, because obviously watching the director's cut, it was slightly longer than I maybe I'd quite like, really. Although it's meant to be the, the journey that they wanted the the cinema goer, the people viewing yeah. the film, the audience to to kind of go on. But two and a half hours, and the start of it was again for me slow getting going. There was Were you a lot clock of, watching through the start of it. Yeah, it was a lot of faff for me at the beginning. You know, a lot of like I don't know why they needed a scene showing kids. Playing around in a corridor on a spaceship, but you know, yeah, and, and a little bit like. Although, interesting enough, when um, you get first get introduced to Newt and her family, yeah, it kind of like that. That particular scene gives you a good reason as to why she appears later on. Yeah, um, because uh, you know they're a salvage family going out there to salvage, obviously whatever they can to make it. That's how they make a living. Mm. So. You, you can kind of understand why you need to know that because later on she's a key key character yeah. so it kind of gives you that start of the character arc for her yeah but the rest of it beforehand was just uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I I one it, of the but... things that 
doesn't make sense though, like when you just actually highlighted it, is the fact that the, the terraformers have been there for 30 years. She's they been... haven't found the spaceship, so you can say. That's all new thunder. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, right. carry on. But still, I mean, you'd think the aliens would have. Well, no, not really. Like, what, 30 years they'd be on the same planet and not do anything? The aliens, no, no, because they wouldn't do anything. Because if you remember from the first film, the eggs, the eggs only open when someone's around them, essentially. That's the idea. Um, right. And when you think about it, they went to the actual alien craft. What I did find hard to believe, excuse me, was the fact that it's been 30 years and no one's actually explored this alien craft before. Right, yeah. so is it just a case of not finding it? It might, yeah. We don't have it. Did they manage to the turn planet. that beacon? I can't remember in the first one. Did they turn that beacon off? Because that's what drew them there, didn't it? They did. So that could be the reason why they. They did turn the beacon off in the in, uh, in the first one, or it was mentioned that they're going to go turn it off, you know, because it meant danger or something. <coughs> so, anyway, um, Ripley then gets an apartment at the Gateway Station, and sometime uh, sometime later, she's visited by Burke, who's accompanied by Lieutenant Gorman, played by William Hope of the uh, Colonial Marines. Burke tells Ripley that the Connolly and LV-426 have suddenly been lost, that contact with them has been lost, fearing that the aliens might be responsible. They obviously uh, they intend to send a squadron of marines, and they would like to, uh, for her to come to act as an advisor, obviously in case they bump into her. So at this point, as you were saying, you kind of think, well, they must have maybe known about them beforehand. Yeah. Uh, potentially. Do you think it was more the case that they knew they were there? But they did, they knew they were on the planet, but they didn't know where on the planet they Maybe. were. Maybe, yeah, that could have been a case. And then, and then when they found it, it was like, right now we again we need to, we don't quite know where it was. Hence why setting up on that particular planet. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and and obviously, but Burke's Bur- 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 where the Ripley's taken a job in the gateway station. She runs like forklifts and loaders and things, which are pretty cool. Um, which was handy. Yeah. Now, I, I think Ripley didn't really initially want to go, but as a big incentive, they basically said, look, you've got a rubbish job at the moment, but if you take this, uh, Roland, you know, the company, Woden Utania, are going to reinstate you um, initially. Um, um, and also, obviously, what also helped, which I forgot to mention, the fact that Ripley has a nightmare uh, about the aliens again. All the time. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, it's happening all the time. All the time. And I it, would, to be honest. And it sets up the, the one of the scenes for the final bit as well, the forklift stuff, because it's that kind of almost... And it's interesting that Jay, James Cameron has done this one because that robotic forklift, if you look at um, Avatar, it's a very similar kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. Um, ah, yeah. I didn't really think about that. No, I, I didn't. Mind you, I fell asleep during Avatar, so that's probably why I didn't think about it. It's very similar to uh, some things in the new... Uh... Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, they have them. In have you got it? I have, yeah. Any good? Uh, yeah, it's good, not bad again. Yeah. Five. So far, I'd give it a three, I haven't played it online yet. Best bit, worst bit? I don't know, yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Worst bit will be online, getting your ass kicked after five well, seconds. Old, 12 yeah. And then reminding you how much they have your mum at night, I imagine, and things like that. Well, I turn the volume off because I get sick of that. No? Yes. I, I disagree with them. Yes, you have. Oh, I get too I angry. Saw you. You're my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it normally ends those conversations. That was a Star Wars moment right there, wasn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> right, um, anyway, moving on. A marine ship, uh, the Salako, travels through deep space. Inside, obviously, Colonial Marines, led by Gorman, accompanied by Ripley and Burke. Now, we have a very similar scene. After waking from hypersleep, and interestingly, as we see the pods there, what they did backstage was uh, they had loads of mirrors uh, to make out there's a lot more pods. Oh, really? Oh. They cost a lot of money to make, apparently. With, you know, with the um, with the doors coming up, yeah, yeah, that's quite cool. I know. And after waking up a high police, sneezing veteran sergeant Apone Al Matthews, who I thought was one of the more entertaining characters, 
Kind of a stereotype. So the black girl. Yeah. 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 I thought a lot of the um, the Marines there stereotypical were tropes, weren't they? Yes. Having said that, I think it was fine because ultimately they were cannon fodder for the aliens, and they, they were, were so arrogant as well, which was yeah. Which was quite but, I mean, and you, you may as well have taken the. I mean, I know it's a it's a kind of other films have taken from this, but you could have equally have just put the Starship Troopers. Yeah. In place of them, couldn't you? But I know yeah, obviously absolutely. this came first, so this probably set the standard for <laughs> for marine tropes, didn't it? Yeah, I mean Ripley soon discovers that most of the marines are wisecracking, uh, and you know they're not they're not very disciplined at all. Who pretty much joke around? One tough marine female called uh, Vasquez, played by Jeanette Goldstein, who I think she's in Terminator Two. She played John Connor's mum in Terminator Two. You know, you know the one that gets yeah. speared? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's her, I believe. Yeah. Um, she refers to Ripley as Snow White, and the Marines, let's be, the Marines don't really take her seriously. No. Which is quite similar to the first film, where Ripley wasn't really a main character. She wasn't really in charge. I'm not saying she wasn't taken seriously, but no one really saw her as any she kind of She was a leader. civilian in this, wasn't she? So. Yeah, and in the other one she was as well. Yeah, she never went like, yeah. or anything no. like that. So, no, yeah. she, so she kind of starts off as a nothing as well, just yeah. like she did an alien. Um, and it's shown by, obviously, all these Marines having a, like, some kind of a low opinion of her. Um, she's also dismayed, and which is a fantastic scene. They're all sitting down for breakfast after being introduced to all, um, all of all of these marines. Um, and to be honest, I, I think that uh, they all are stereotype. Vasquez, I thought, was quite one of the few standouts. Yeah, obviously Hicks was. Yeah. Um, and also the bloke that says "Game Over, Man." I forgot his name now. They was that the one who was a partner character. with Vasquez? Cause... No. Bill Paxton. That's it, Bill Paxton. Game over, man! I love that. Yeah. yeah. He plays He's going to play one character, though, can't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, one of the best scenes, though, is when they're all da- da- down at uh, dinner, and obviously they, they play the knife game. That Bishop does, like, yeah. you know, Lance Hendrickson, and then she finds out obviously that he's an android. That's superb, that is, isn't that, it? That, that, I thought that was. I don't know. What, I mean, what did you guys think about that kind of well plot twist, essentially? Excuse me. But, but him being a um, an android, yeah, an android. I, th- I thought it was great, and I, th- I think it's good the way they've tied that in because of what happened in the first one. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and again, also, it's the way they've made that they've kind of flipped it completely. That this time, the android is. You know, literally going to be the person that kind of helps her out. Yeah. As opposed to uh, trying to destroy them. So. Yeah. But I think, based on the last Bishop. film, I think we're all a bit wary of, wary of him, aren't we? When you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but he was, I, I think this guy, I mean, he's been in quite a few films, isn't he? <clears throat> in a lot of, uh, I think it was in Millennium, the TV series, wasn't he? He was. And he's, I think he's a really good actor. I think this role really suited him as well. It does. He was a really good android. He wasn't obviously. He didn't play as much as a sinister role, but he was very believable, and you didn't really trust whether he was good or bad, did you? No, and that happened right up until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the first one, obviously, you still got that preconceived idea that all the androids are pretty bad. Yes, you know. So it it does it it kind of puts you on that edge as to whether which way is this going to go? Is he going to go? I did kind of think, oh, not another one's going to go mad. That type of yeah, that type of thing. But I was. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, and quite clearly, Ripley doesn't get on with him, even though Bishop uh, he tries to reassure her, saying that we can't really, you know, my model can't really hurt people. Um, anyway, as the Salako approaches, obviously LV forty six, Ripley tells Marines about her experiences with the aliens, uh, dubbed uh, 
Xenomorphs by uh, Gorman during a mission brief. Uh, they're all still rather undisciplined. Um, and obviously, during, during the weapons detail, uh, Ripley obviously gradually begins to impress the, the uh, soldiers, obviously um, helping them load, load their dropship. Yeah. And they're all like, whoa, you know, they, they all uh, are quite impressed, including Corporal Hicks, played by Michael Bean. He was a very last minute, um, last minute cast uh, to come here because I believe, I don't know if you know Dexter, the guy that plays Dexter's dad in it? And Dexter, yes, forgot his name. He was meant to play. He was meant to be. Hicks. He's very, very good. He is. Apparently, I think. I think he was meant to be Hicks, and for every reason, he didn't quite get on with the script and stuff. And almost at the last minute, um, obviously, uh, Mike, Michael Bean from a term, you know, from Terminator yeah. fame. And I and I think Michael Bean's awesome. Uh, it's, this it's, really suited him as well, didn't it? It did. It, it was quite. It was a similar character almost to. Um, yeah. To Reese from Terminator, you know, you know, I thought. Yeah, he was exactly the same. It. He was a. Uh, Obviously, you get the human side. He's a, a soldier. And yes, he's he's very caring as well, isn't he? Which is identical to um, what he's like in Terminator. So, yeah. and especially them being so close as well, that it, it really suited him. I mean, so this was this was after Terminator, wasn't it? It was. Right. So that's probably what allowed him to get the role. Then maybe I don't it, know. it probably does. But the interesting thing is, I mean, kind of like a bit like Mark Hamill, in terms of it was there. He. He was there potentially for some kind of like an action star, and he never really did, he never really did any big things, did he? After these films, that no, big. No, it's nothing. He, no, no, he didn't star in anything. He's probably I should imagine he's in CIS um, and uh, Law and Order, and maybe a couple of ERs. Normally the yeah uh, the kind of jobs that people pick up after they go nowhere. No. Um, now take on the dropship. I thought the drop ship, the uh, drop ship. Oh, he was in the abyss was... and the rock. Ah, of course. No. I thought the, um, but he's it, not. It was never really. As, as no, he played a soldier in the rock, didn't he? Yeah. And he played a very similar role in the abyss. Um, the drop ship scene I thought was quite good. A bit like Alien, you know. It was quite realistic in terms of uh, they they obviously decide you know they're all going to go down to the planet to investigate what's going on. And I like that because um, I found it. I've never been to space. Quite realistic of what you've might never been happen. to space. No, no, I've never been to space. You're missing out big time. We've all been. You look space in them. Yeah. <laughs> you look stoned. You're drunk. Something in my coffee. Someone spiked my coffee <laughs> with caffeine. I mean, Graham, what did you, what, Graham? What did you think about about, about that? You, you know, if any of us, from, from my point of view, if any of us were a marine, it'd be Graham. Sitting around this because he's so good. Yeah, I, I vouch for that as well. <laughs> that I'll be a good marine. Yeah. I don't know. I've done my height. I get scared in places. Yeah. I wouldn't be a very good marine. Apart from that, you'd be a good one though. Apart from that, I'd be fine. You'd be a better you'd, one than us. Yeah, I'd I'd be be really yeah, I can go. Spend a lot of time in the gym, but um, yeah. yeah I... The rest of us are just a tiny bit overweight and unfit. Yeah. What did you think of Lieutenant Gorman? It was he. It's rubbish. But. Interestingly, that you mentioned it, this scene, he, the, the, how rubbish he was started off, really. He's like, yeah. how many things have you done? He said, something, uh, all simulated apart from two, pretty, you know, you know pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and he got no respect from the start, did he? No, he didn't. None of them. There was obviously, for all of the Marines, there was that click that they'd all it, yes. been through lots of wars and missions together. And whether it's tropey or not, they don't respect any kind of authority and they just want to do their own thing. And the fact that they don't respect authority and this guy doesn't really command any, that it was always going to be an, an ongoing battle. And as you say, when they're on their landing, 
Yeah. And uh, they kind of said, prepare to... It was a rough landing, isn't it, basically? And yeah. Hicks is asleep there because he's very calm, relaxed. He's done several missions. Gorman's sitting there shitting himself. That He's only done... Um, he's only had stimulation. Stimulation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, when, they, when they come down there, they obviously see this massive uh, uh, facility which contains an atmosphere processor, processor which obviously uh, come, comes back later, which helps blow half the planet up, uh, essentially. Anyway, the ship lands, deploys an armoured personnel character, uh, carrier, sorry, an APC character. character an AP, I'm doing it now. An APC. Interestingly, the actual um, the drop ships look like APT Thunder, Thunder, I think it's Thunderbolt or something. It's, it's taken... The design of it is taken from a plane that was used a lot in the Vietnam War, I think, at the time. Oh, really? What, that, um, their caravan kind of racing car thing, whatever it was. Not the racing car thing, the actual dropship, sorry. Oh, right. Okay. But I thought, I thought the caravan things were awesome. They looked... I mean, it all, I thought, as with the first Alien, the sets and all the things they used did look very futuristic. I, the problem I had was when, on that dropship that came down, yeah. the special effects were shocking, weren't they? It was like very bad blue screen, I thought. It was yeah. absolutely awful. It really was. And it was, compared to the first one, when the special effects I thought were very good. Yes. It was as if they were pushing boundaries that... They shouldn't have pushed, or... They shouldn't have pushed, because some of them were were good models. It looked like, especially that, um, that car that they were all in, yeah. they were busting through doors. I mean, the spaceship beforehand looked like it was on a... A stick, and someone was holding it, wheeling it left and right, <laughs> and the car looked like a really good model, but it was just—it just looked like a model going through a wall, and, and, it, and it just ruined it for me. They were kind of pushing boundaries that weren't, weren't really there that they shouldn't have done. Okay, and uh, it, it dated the film for me, whereas the first one didn't date as much. I found it continued quite well on from the last one with the special effects and stuff as well. I didn't really notice too much of a no. difference. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was still like stuff on a stick, but it didn't it didn't date it too much really for me. It still gave me that kind of, as I said last time, that red dwarf reminiscing kind of quite nice kind of. You anticipate it; that's what you expect. Yeah. So actually, I didn't pay much attention to it. All right, it really stuck out. Uh, stuck out for me that the spaceship, especially, and yeah, like the little cars they had but they didn't have that in the first one did they it was just large sets yeah, yeah, which yeah. worked really well so that's, that's probably the difference okay I mean, I mean I I didn't the only thing I noticed was the not particularly great blue screen they used but you could look at the same with um, in Terminator man. couldn't you where first Terminator yeah where uh, at the end of it where the, the silver what, the what's meant to be they used stop motion for that yeah walking out of the fo- uh, oh right exactly that explains a lot having said that I still think that's better than any of the CGI Terminator. Oh, at the did. time it was absolutely no. Incredible. But even now, I that's oh, really? scared for me because the way that the way the stop motion is, I thought it's the way they got him to move was a lot scarier than any CGI Terminator yeah. in like Terminator Salvation. But I love the stop motion in films like Sinbad and stuff oh like no, that. it was fantastic. I, I still yeah, think it's brilliant. So no, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, like with the skeletons <laughs> and stuff, it's yeah, really, it's awesome. Yeah, it's superb. But I, I th- but I think you could, you mentioned Terminator. I think when we're looking at stop motion, I think that Terminator is about the peak. Of stop motion, I don't think you can, you can never get much better than what James Cameron no. managed to do with that Terminator because it was as smooth as I yeah, think you could get with stop motion. But it was virtually the last time they did it, wasn't yeah, it? Really? Yeah, so um, but th- there we go. Uh, so obviously, the ship lands, we've got the APCs, the Marines exit, um, uh, the Marines exit the APC and enter the main co- colony complex. They sweep the building, and one of, in my opinion, uh, 
kind of like the Alien, the, one of the best pieces of any kind of atmosphere build-up uh, is, is, is pretty much perfected in, obviously, the, um, <laughs> the motion tracker. How awesome is the motion tracker? Yeah, it's brilliant. One of the best things about the film for me. Yeah, it adds a lot of tension just simply by... A couple of noises. Viewing, yeah, well, a couple of noises and just viewing that. Yeah. And the fact that it could be above, below... Yeah, no, just, nobody yeah. quite knows where it's coming from, and, and no. then there's, you yeah. know, uh, obviously towards the end, there's so many that it just it just goes mental. But yeah. I mean, they, it they, is really really interesting. Mm. And obviously, it's quite a good way to find yeah. um, Newt as well. Would you want a motion tracker? I don't. They teased it an alien, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, bearing in mind yeah. that you know there's you know there's an alien near you, but you don't know whether it's above or below you. Would you want one? Or yeah, not? I would. Better than not. I don't know. It didn't do you any of them any good though, did it? Well, well, you say that in my in my alien. Uh, I've got further in my alien uh, isolation game. When you get the motion tracker out, if the uh, if the alien's too close to you, he'll he'll hear it and will come and get you. But you don't know whether it's above or below you, do you? No, you don't. So I don't know whether I'd rather not know than I'd get taken know. out. I'd rather not know. Just I'd, I'd, I'd want to yourself. Him. I'd rather know. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd want to know. It'll give you a chance. Yeah. Gives you a fighting chance. It could shoot you in a direction at least. Pick one direction. I don't know. I, one di- I'd like to shoot one direction, yeah. <laughs> well, they... <laughs> um, the Marines discover, obviously, evidence of this fierce battle, including barricades, hits from small arms and acid, things that acid burns. They obviously conclude the building's safe and they go in and they actually find this medical lab, which I think is quite interesting because you see different facehuggers and you find out two of them alive. You get, obviously, a cheap kind of fr- like hammer horror-type fright. Yeah. And one of them goes right up against a tank to Burke. Is that also kind of dropping in that Burke probably knew... You know, he, they probably knew, and it's because that that colony's been sent there by the corporation, right? Terraformers. Yeah. Yes. He could have had a, like a, a little unit of scientists in there to kind of do experiments on these, and it's where it's gone wrong. Well, yeah. maybe because it's not like they've kind of just bumped into the spaceship and awoken the aliens. It's clearly they've you know been doing experiments and stuff on them. Yeah, so that was like a, a that, secret scientific project yeah. that they were doing. Could do. On the aliens. I never really thought about it that mm, way. No, I didn't either. I mean, they must have... Yeah, it just proves that they they must have known about them, mustn't yeah, they? Yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, good point. Nim. Absolutely. You stay quiet for a long time, then you come up with a genius fact that makes us think. Yeah, I like that. Um, obviously, Bishop finds a file describing an attempt, obviously, to remove a facehugger from one of the victims. Um, that it, you know, And obviously, the removal resulted in death of the subject, something, obviously, that we figured would happen do you trust Bishop film. in this film? When you first watched it, did you trust him? Or did you think they wouldn't go through the same thing again with a, I didn't, a droid that would turn bad? I, was, I, was on the, I, I know it's a cash out. I was on the fence. Right. I thought it was going to turn bad. I really did. Yeah, I thought I, it was just going to go yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to... I didn't try... Yeah, I was like, oh, you're waiting for... It was, it was almost like you're waiting for him to do something bad. Yeah. But, you know, the, the good thing is it never happened. I thought that was brilliant. And it was Burke, obviously, who was the bad guy in the end. Yes. Um... Obviously, they go out again, and Ripley and the others make an even more startling discovery. Obviously, the little girl, which ended up being Newt, and she wanders away under the floor grating, um, but Ripley succeeds in mostly winning her trust. Mostly. Um, <laughs> her, name, her name is Rebecca. She obviously prefers the term Newt. Stu, you don't like kids, right? How do, in well, terms I like of, children. I don't like children in films. Yeah, that's what I mean. You don't like kids yeah, in films, yeah? It sounds a bit harsh, yeah. Newt, talk to me. Um... Again, I wouldn't have cared if she would have died. It, it wouldn't have wouldn't have bothered me. That's so hard. But I, I didn't mind her in this because she didn't really. She, she she added a human side, like a a very mothery side to Sigourney Weaver, which we didn't see in the first one. No, she was very much 
um, a game on kick ass kind of person, and you didn't really know about the family. But obviously, before that, they spoke about her daughter, um, and because she'd been in like hypersleep, her daughter had died, and she, she was obviously very upset yeah. about that. So she kind of adopted Newt as her her own, didn't she? So in this film, I, I thought she was very good. I thought what she had to do, she did very well. I thought she was a very creepy kid, but whether that's because she's obviously uh, been through a lot of trauma herself. But I, I didn't have any problems, but it, it, wouldn't have, it wasn't like the Goonies or bloody Roundhouse from Indiana Jones, whatever his name is, of <laughs> pain in the arse. But this kid <laughs> didn't really speak that much, which, yeah, not so which, yeah, which I think is what children should be like. But so, didn't the silence annoy you to start with? I thought she, when she did speak, I thought she was incredibly creepy when she spoke. And uh, especially the mostly. Yeah. That, that was really, really weird. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought she was really good. And she, the, the chemistry with her and Sigourney Weaver was, was brilliant. So uh, I didn't have any issues whatsoever. No. What, what about uh, you guys? I, I, know I disappoint you on that one. I, I'm a bit angry. Sorry about that. You expect right? me to hate yeah, her. Yeah, no. It just adds a different level to the story, doesn't it? It's not necessarily all about um, them and other people dying. It's more of a fight, her fight for survival. And, and obviously it links in quite well with the, this, the, the what is a deleted scene from the theatrical version where she's found, where she's there with her parents and all that type of stuff. So it does kind of add a different approach, different level to it. Okay. Okay. I mean, um, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she, called, uh, she called herself new. And obviously once uh, Ripley gets through to her, we find out that pretty much... Everyone's been a victim of the aliens, and uh, even Newt said she'd feel safer if she could return to her hiding place and not with Marines. So clearly, she's seen people with guns and completely fail. Um, now, our friend Hudson... Game over, man! ...tracks the uh, colonists by... Uh, col- colonists. That's a really hard word to say, guys. That is quite difficult, isn't it? Because uh, they've all got homing devices on. They find them all in one room, yeah. and they're thinking... Like I initially thought when I first saw, oh, they're all trapped in this one room, mm. they're going to go save them now. Mm. Uh, very much ended up not being the case. Um... Uh, the team obviously take the APC. Gorman and Burke remain on board with Newton Ripley to coordinate the sweep from a distance. Anyway, while while getting into this facility, the Marines discover uh, this strange organic hive-like, uh, like, like alien-like hive structures, almost like a massive insect would have built um, into it. And at this point, we haven't seen any aliens, and it's a good bit like the first thing, a good while into the film, which I I don't think is a bad thing yeah. because it really is. But mm. I, so you know, Bill Paxton, yeah. who you're talking about. He was in Terminator. 1984 was Terminator. Really? Yeah, he was a punk leader in that. A punk leader? He was a punk leader in... Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and he was in... I remember uh, him in Twister. Yeah, he was in Commando in 85, then obviously Alien in 86. And he's been in a, a lot of crap films. I mean, Commando uh, with what? On a Schwarzenegger? Yeah, and he was in Predator in 1990. So he's done... He's done quite a lot of... Quite a lot of big films. He was in True Lies as well. Apollo 13. He was very good in Apollo 13. As you say, Twister. Um, Titanic, he was in that. Uh, with Leo and uh, Mighty Joe Young. Vertical Would Limit. Would you say then, other than maybe Sigourney Weaver? Weaver yeah. Would he be the most successful actor coming out of this? Uh, probably, probably. With the... Uh, yeah, with the, the catalogue of films he's got. Haywire. That, that's... Uh, that's a good film. Um, the Colony, another good film. Two Guns he was in. Uh, Million Dollar Arm. He's been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's so, the latest one coming out. Yeah, so he's been in a lot of um, 
like big films. So uh, for someone who's, I don't think, is a particularly great actor and can only play one role. No. Well, um, he's had many. He, he's, he's done a, a, made a good living out of it. Sorry, I interrupted there. No, no, no. That, that was, I didn't know that. We learn something new every day. We learn more than one thing new then. Um, so, obviously, they, they, they go in, they go in, they're going into this room where um, they reckon all the, uh, you know, all of our, well, victims or all survivors, we believe all the survivors are going to be. Um, and Ripley realises that the Marines are walking to the next to the Connolly's nuclear reactor. So they've all got to take their bullets away. And at this point, you're thinking, well, something's going to happen now because none of them are going to have any guns. Um, and, uh, well, Gorman orders them to hand everything in, their high-caliber ammunition. Unfortunately, Vasquez and Drake secretly um, uh, have, obviously, a spare cartridge of uh, bullets, I'd imagine. At this um, point, Gorman doesn't really know what to do. He's meant to be directing the team. He's you see him it. cracking at this point, don't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's the beginning of the end for him, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he's a bit of a. He points out his failings completely, doesn't he? That he he's does. Operationally, he's inept. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and obviously, as the team enters the basement, they find an alien hive containing dead bodies of the colonists' uh, cocoon. One of them is alive and basically saying, "Kill me, kill me," which we could, we all understand why. The Marines don't. Yeah. And that's when we get like, and you know, what I think is a very good trespasser scene. Yeah, yeah. Say, it's not better than the first one, I don't think. But no, but the the horror to the Marines. Yes, that it's kind of hits them that, as Mike Lowry would say, uh, shit's just got real. <laughs> no, yes, he would, wouldn't he? Did you notice the ring on the finger of one of the aliens was the same ring as worn by Razo Gul? No, really, I didn't, I didn't yes. notice that. Yeah, so if you, you look again. I didn't know it that. I, I will. I know when we pointed out snakes on the plane, one of the snakes. Yeah, it was on the, it was on the tail of one of the snakes, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, so it's just a fact there. We watch it again. <laughs> so every film we do, we say that. The chess person comes out, the Marines obviously the, the Marines obviously kill it, and then the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Obviously, pretty much most of them die. <laughs> Let's be honest, yeah. I mean, and this is the first time we actually see the aliens. Now, interestingly... Um, what is what? What I found quite good about this film is you don't really see the aliens for that long. As in, like James Cameron made it quite on purpose until right towards the end that you maybe see a one or two second shot, a one or two second shot no. of the aliens. What do you think of that, guys? Um, I was I was pleased, but I was hoping that I'd see more. Oh, I because, see. Uh, because in the first one, I, I was just my criticism was that I. I think they could have done a lot more with the aliens, um, and they kind of missed a trick there. But what? in in this one, <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being very immature. Thankfully, you can't see um, that that they did actually come back and they did do a lot more with the aliens. But I thought later on in the film, I thought it was fantastic what they did, and I thought all my the issues I had that they uh, they sorted out. Okay, no, 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 fair enough. Um... <laughs> So, I've, I've completely lost my way now. I was, unfortunately. Uh, um, yes. So professional, James. It took Absolutely. you four takes to get started, and now you've lost your place. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, um, they begin to... Thanks, thanks for that, Graeme. Uh, they begin to... <laughs> and then I had to do the intro for you anyway. You did have to do it. Thank you, Graeme. Thank <laughs> you, Graeme. That's true, yeah. Um, that's all right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> do you want um, Graeme to take over doing that as well? No, 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 no. I'm good. I think I'm going to the toilet in a minute. Right. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> The uh, poo hits the fan, so to speak. Uh, people die, including, obviously, one of the main sergeants. Yeah. Um, Did that bother you at all? 
It did, in a way. It was almost like a Samuel L. Jackson Deep Blue Sea moment. Because uh, like, I, I thought I enjoyed his character. Uh, and it was a bit of, once he died, you think pretty much anyone's obviously game, almost. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, once again, obviously, um, Gorman it begins to panic, and as Nim was saying, he completely cracks. And this obviously results in Ripley saving the day by driving the APC um, uh, to get them. Unfortunately, only four make it back to the, uh, to the APC. One Drake is killed by the acid from an exploding alien shot by Vasquez. They didn't know that, though, or did they? They didn't they... know it was acid. Uh, didn't, they didn't, I, don't, I don't think they did know. No, she did. She said to him that they, okay. right at the start of the briefing, she said that they have, for their blood, it's acid. Aww. Yeah, that's true. She did tell him. Uh, but Ripley um, took over. She did. The, she took command, essentially. Took command, yeah, because yeah. then she, she realised then that Gorman hasn't got, well, he's gormless more than Gorman, isn't he? Yeah. He didn't have a clue of how to guide the soldiers in. Um, and I think from then onwards, she got a lot more respect from all of the Marines. No, she did. And, um, Gorman's knocked unconscious, obviously, uh, uh, I think someone shoots a shotgun, he gets knocked unconscious, pathetically yeah, so. summed him up, really, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, and while Ripley drives the APC out of the facility, crushing an alien under the wheels. Now, the issue I had here, I don't think it's a bad thing, but a lot of people have an issue with it. You've got this monster in Alien, this almost unseemly, unkillable monster, and some people have had taken an issue with the aliens in this, that they don't seem to be as sinister as in it's a bit easier to kill them and that kind of takes the fear away in terms of they, they don't seem to be as intimidating what they take a few shots and they're dead yeah, it's like 50 odd years on isn't it so I know I know. weapons are going to be slightly more I know, uh, yeah but I mean does, does that do anything for the aliens Is it, as in, not did, really it, no, it didn't no. bother me I... okay no no I, it, was, it was just interesting um, it sounds like it bothered you but you're frightened to say due to peer pressure no no I'm good now yeah, anyway fine. Moving on, on the planet's surface in the APC, survivors discover that several of their missing colleagues are still displaying life signs on the monitor. However, Ripley's like, well, trust me, they're going to be dead anyway. And, you know, uh, they, uh, you're going to find a nice face hug on them, I'd imagine, when you catch up. Vasquez obviously recommends uh, they nerve gas the area, uh, but they opt against it. There's no, there's no guarantee the aliens are even susceptible. Hudson obviously loses his nerves and expresses only cowardice uh, and panic, and Ripley suggests uh, nuking the complete site. But Burke protests that he's concerned about the dollar value of the facility. This is the first time where you think, wait a minute, Burke, you're being a bit of a dick here. I yeah. That was a bit of a pain, him going on about the money all the time. Yeah. But, well, but no, it was money, it was money, money, money. It was like, well... It was the first seed, though, wasn't it, uh, for the yeah. viewer? Yeah, he, he said that. He was quite happy to say that out in front of everyone, wasn't he? Regardless of any lives yeah. or anything like that. Exactly. He, he immediately went down the corporate line. Yes. Um, what was his real motive, I think? Obviously, his real motive is to get the alien back into... Yeah, because yeah, it's worth and, more money for so him. For him it's why. easier for him to say, well, it's all about the money, yeah. as opposed to I want to bring the alien back. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. And interestingly, despite Burke saying, no, you, we can't do it because of the money, obviously, uh, as Ripley says, this is now a military operation and Corporal Hicks, or, or, uh, a.k.a. Graham, uh, is now in charge. Um, and he obviously recommends uh, that you know, they're going to nuke the site completely. Um, so, they get the other dropship, however an alien slipped on board and kills the pilots mid-flight. What do you guys think about that? That last dropship, their last bit of saviour. Uh, I thought it was inevitable. You knew that, some, you knew that something was going to happen. Well, yeah. he's fine. he sees some goo or something on the floor and you think, oh, they're dead. Yeah. You, know, you know, when he, yeah. when he gets in the plane. But they, again, they, they didn't even have a name badge, really, did they? No, um, it's a bit pointless, really. Yeah, you knew that they were going to die... Her glasses were, looked ridiculous on her. She looked like a bleeding housefly, didn't she? They were huge. 
proper good aviators. Yeah, so awesome. it it didn't surprise me, and something had to happen to them um, to make the story carry on. So uh, they died, and uh, it didn't really bother me to be honest. Okay, well, Drew went with the cannon fodder Marines, really, didn't it? Well, but, yeah, quite. You know, it didn't really add anything to the story, but no, kind of helped it out. It didn't. But with Ripley and the others now stranded on planet service, they've got no means of returning to the, you know, the main ship, the Sulaco. Uh, Hudson's obviously starting to annoy the group with his, like, game over, man. And uh, they should uh, uh, take cover because the aliens mostly come out at night, mostly. Um, now they retreat back into the main colony where Bishop treats Gorman and the rest of the surveys, uh, uh, the limited remaining weapon arsenal, which they don't really have much. However, they've got four... Uh, now, in the uncut, in the uncut version... They've got four sentries, which are basically automatic, automatic guns. Um, and they're operated uh, machine guns. They, they can target objects automatically. And obviously, um, in, the, in the uncut version, they completely lose all their bullets because the aliens, we realise they're getting quite clever. And they completely empty all, 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 all these cartons. Um, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, version that Nim watched, you watch the normal version, like, mm-hmm. like most people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, they're, they're looking at it, they're considering their options. And what they do do... Um, you said you said the word doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is, no, 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 that's no, really no, no, very good, doo-doo. very good. What they do do, do. is uh, let's basically start locking up the whole the whole facility. Is um, this when they set the gun turrets up? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 I've mentioned that already. They, that really um, reminded me of Call of, um, yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah, when you kill so, so many, that, yeah, you get it's a, like zombies, isn't it? Yeah, you get a parachute drop, and you can set sentry guns up. Yeah. Um, which is take out anyone, and it really reminded me of Call of Duty because forever I was running into them when I was on a kill streak and just getting taken out, and that used to piss me off no end. Same twelve yards again. Yeah, exactly. Twelve yards again. So, uh, but I, I quite enjoyed that, and I like the fact that they could watch on a screen uh, of how many rounds I had left, and the fact that there were so many aliens attacking mm-hmm. them that they were, the rounds were just rapidly going down, just clicking at seconds, weren't they? Mm. Uh, that added to the, um, the tension as well because once they got past the, uh, the century guns, that was it basically, wasn't it? They were. They, they had they, didn't they have much defence. No, because they had they put all their weapons on the table and they didn't really have much. If you no. remember, um, uh, Hitch consolidates obviously Ripley's trust obviously by giving her a, lo- uh, a locator to her on a wrist, which Ripley then gives to Newt. They go mm. in that room, uh, and uh, obviously Newt goes to sleep. And then Bishop's obviously discovered that the alien's acid blood neutralises after exposure to air, which explains an alien why it didn't go all the way through, through, which is interesting, ah, yeah, which I thought yeah. was a good bit. Um, Sorry, say that again, what, what does his blood do? Uh, but no, Bishop discovered that the alien's acid blood <laughs> neutralises after exposure to air. You have to, Nim just woke up on that part. He didn't, he didn't. He's, he's, he's off sleep. I'll anyway, have to watch it again and get that. Now, the group is discussing aliens and their way of reproduction. <laughs> um, humans, humans, are, humans, humans are UFC users' host for face huggers, which obviously we know, uh, which come from eggs, but... The big question is they're wondering who or what produces these eggs, and obviously this is a, you know, almost like a preempt uh, for what we're going to meet later on, which is for me one of the best things about the film. Um, Ripley orders Bishop to destroy the two remaining face huggers, but he, he uh, as base, if you wondered what the hell that was, I, I had my hand on there, and and, uh, and Nim was was doing an impression of Bishop, pretending using his finger, <laughs> and, being and, and didn't quite twig that he's like inches away from the microphone. Yeah, apologies for those with headphones that, in. That was on purpose. <laughs> it wasn't. You woke up dreaming, <laughs> and then you started doing it. 
Now, obviously, Ripley orders Bishop to destroy the two remaining facehuggers, but he tells her he's got specific orders from Burke to keep them alive. Obviously, Ripley then conf uh, confronts Burke. And this is when we see, obviously, Burke's true face. He's like, no, no, they need, they, they, they need to be alive. Think of it. And he tries to say to Ripley, think of the money, uh, and, you know, and everything. And uh, he even tries to enlist help in smuggling them past quarantine. Ripley obviously refuses. Um, moreover, uh, she's checked the Connolly log, and she's learned that Burke was responsible Sending the colonists to the derelict yeah. ship. He's crossed that line yeah. now. Now, uh, that's it. But then she said she's going to tell Hicks. Well, she, nothing's really done about that, though, uh, which, which is a bit bizarre, because then Ripley blames Burke for not warning the colonists. Burke maintains that he simply wanted the colonists to accidentally find it and in order to lay a valid claim on the ship. He puts it aside as a simple error in judgment, which annoys uh, Ripley. Of the, you know, um, she angrily vows to expose his treachery when they... When they of all the Marines... Earth. Hicks is the less aggressive one, isn't he? Yes. If it was left, more common like, sense. Kind yeah, of. to Vasquez or any of the other ones, he'd be dead. He'd, he'd be, be dead. Him, yeah. yeah. So he's got the more kind of They're rational thinking. Yeah, he's less of a grunt than the rest of them. Yeah. So he's quite lucky on that front. Sorry, James, carry on, mate. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I keep interjecting to throw you off your pages. Absolutely. Now, as Ripley exits the room. Uh, the alarm sounds, and what we're talking. This is the scene what we talked about. I think a bit prematurely, my fault about the sentry guns. Obviously, yes. when they when they run out, I'm in mean, the thing, uh, uh, which is which is obviously a shame. And I think that's a really good build up because the aliens are getting closer. Um, yeah, and they're attacking in mass now, aren't they? They are. Which kind of which shows that they they are working together. That there's not just they're like they're clever. Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like an army themselves, aren't they? No. Now, meanwhile, you Bishop. Mean, yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, we were no, no. What, what happened, guys? We all sat. We all sat down, and we figured best uh, podcast about one hour fifteen minutes to one hour thirty minutes. Yes, It's probably the best thing for a podcast, isn't it? Yes. Nim. Yes. Well, now, that was because Nim falls asleep at thirty minutes. We're now at thirty minutes. No, we're now at no, fifty-two. We're at fifty-two, but Nim's already half asleep. Fifty-two, but Nim's already half asleep. Oh, so we've only got a few minutes left. Nim, now, right? yeah. Now after this, no, yeah, don't worry, Nim. Now after this, obviously, one of one of the best scenes in the film. Ripley goes to sleep, and she wakes up in the same the same room as Newt. She wakes up to find two status tubes on the ground. The two two face hackers obviously escaped, and I thought this was a really really good scene. Did you know something was going to happen then? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did. When you woke up. I mean, the gun was gone. The gun was outside. He thought uh, something's happened. Yeah. You know, and he knew something was. And I thought the way for 1986, the way they did these face target scenes was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Would you say out of? I mean, you quite like kind of science fictiony kind of things, don't you? Yeah. Would you say the alien is the best, and, and including out the face huggers as well, the best creatures that uh, that someone's come up with the most original? Yes, you I think would. they are one of the most original. So, I mean, along with Aliens, for example, along with, I think, the Terminators and the Predators in terms of science fiction type things, I'm struggling to find what, what you can really beat. No, no, I, I totally agree. I think, I think they're brilliant, along with the Predator as well. And the fact that throughout all the Alien films, despite how poor some of them were, that they decided not to change... The at least, really at least it stays consistent. That's, that's the main they, thing. That's the basic nice. shape of them does. However, throughout, when you look um, at the later Alien films, the, in the first Aliens, it, I mean, I'm not being funny, it was a penis as a head almost. It was like very phallic shaped, yeah? yeah. And, and, and the length of it gets slightly smaller and smaller and it, it kind of like... Yeah, but that's, that's probably, that also shows development of a creature over maybe, a period of time. Possibly. Because um, I think the ones, I think they, the ones in Aliens, were, I, I thought, one, one of the best. 
mm. the best. They, they have to stay moderately. They have to stay moderately consistent. Um, it's good that they don't have um, weapons as well. I like the fact that they're not walking along carrying yeah. guns and no. stuff like that. That they haven't developed that far. That they are creatures or monsters, and you're right. They will just attack you like like, like tigers or lions or, or anything like that. They'll just go for you. And I, I like the fact that they haven't developed as far as having weapons. No, but they're but they're still scared in terms of. Uh, Obviously, we, you know, it's like you know, it's like what, like nearly one in the morning. Now. One in the morning. Now. We're locked inside this big, 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 big building. We couldn't get out. If there's an alien there, let's be honest. Yeah, there'll be a amount of time before we're all dead. I mean, there's not. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd throw you first. I'd sacrifice you to make myself get out. Hopefully. You, well, there you go. Thanks. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> anyway, that, that I, I thought that face I was seeing was was particularly mm. good. Um, particularly, obviously, because you got a kid there, which helped. And Did you I, think Newt was going to die? No, I hope so. Yeah. You, you hope so, did you? Oh, you're so evil. Oh, I don't really like children in films, and I, I was hoping that she'd be all right. Graham, she was it. going to be, wasn't she? That's, Nim, cold. that's cold. Nim, wake you, up. You wanted her to survive. I think you wanted her to survive. Did you want her to survive? Yeah. Oh, of course. Good night. She's lost her family. <laughs> yeah, you just go back to sleep, mate. <laughs> yeah. Go back to sleep, then. Go back yeah. to sleep. He's actually got his shoes off now as well. He's yeah. got his feet up on another chair as well. And if you can't hear him, it's probably because he's sat about eight feet away from the right place. Yeah. Now, Gorman and Vasquez arrive just as a face like attempts to attach itself to Ripley's face. She gets saved. Fantastic. Anyway, in the operations room, Ripley knows it must have been Burke who is acting, obviously, in retaliation. Obviously, Burke's idea being is the face huggers will get on them and they'll have to go back to Earth and then, obviously, they'll have their yeah, aliens. But they still didn't do anything to Burke, though, did they? No, no, not really. She suggests that Burke intended to impregnate her and Newt with the face huggers, not by himself, obviously, um, and then sabotage the other Marines' cryotubes just to, to eliminate any, any witnesses. He'd emerge back on Earth as the only survivor and smuggle the aliens in the bodies of Ripley's new. Yes, yeah, so that's four. That's three people who he's going to murder. Yeah, this is only yeah, but it's only a theory that Ripley has. But it's yeah, but that's but he's kind of. I believe it. Yeah, he's proved some of it with yeah. the fact that Newt and Ripley's going to be killed by these by the facehuggers. Yeah. No, and obviously our scummy Burke, he denies any of these allegations. And as they debate what they should do, um, the power of the facility suddenly cut out. Hitchcock, Vasquez, and Hudson walk the perimeter. They, uh, they use motion trackers, and I thought this bit was brilliant. Obviously, you had, you had the aliens getting closer and closer, and at one point they're saying, they must be in the room, they must be in the room. And you're yeah. like, where are they? Oh, my, go- oh my goodness me. Um, and so then at the I- moment, you've got Gorman, Vasquez, Hicks, uh, as the only Marines left, is that right? Hudson. And well. Hudson as well, yeah. So there's yeah. four Marines left. Yeah. Uh, and they, so, I mean, I mean uh, and, and they, they, they get closer... And they get closer. And then, obviously, um, we've got a Hicks who then looks up into the, into the ceiling. Yeah. And I thought that scene was brilliant when you saw all of them. That was pretty mm. scary. Yeah, it was a very tense scene, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, and it was, it was pretty frightening. But once again, though, we don't really see much of the aliens. It's very quickly. Yeah. All the shots of the aliens we Yeah, get. you don't need to see them, do you? You know what's there. No, no, no. No, but I thought that was brilliant. And I, and I thought the best thing about not seeing too much of the aliens... Really, really helped the big reveal later on of the Queen of the, of the Queen Alien. Well, again, um, it's like American Wealth in London. Through that, yeah. I know you didn't like it, Graham, but throughout that film, you didn't really see any of the no, werewolves, did yeah. you? Until right, until, until right, until right at the end, yeah. And you, you knew it was a werewolf, and you knew it was a, a an absolute beast and a killer, and it still didn't. You didn't lose any of the suspense or the horror throughout the film. No, um, and it worked really well in this as well. Absolutely, um, and obviously here we have. Um, Oh, I forgot now. They open a, the aliens obviously break through the ceiling, and the remaining marines take on the creatures. Burke slips away, 
uh, prevents the rest from escaping by, yeah, by sealing the door. Such a coward. It is. And, and he's a shit by then, isn't he's he? He's a shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And then he gets it, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. that, I mean, I don't like it. But I think you know he's going to get it when he starts locking yeah. the doors and stuff. And he just, yeah, the fact that there are two opportunities to kill him and they don't. Yeah. And yeah. you want him, you don't want him to get shot. You want him to suffer an awful death, don't you? Because he's a, a real coward and, and he does, doesn't he? He does. Now, Newt finds an alternate escape to the air duct. Hudson puts on a brave fight, gunning down several aliens, but he's ambushed by several coming up the floor grid, floor grid who grab him and haul him away. Now, once inside the vent, Vasquez is attacked by an alien coming down, and she manages to shoot it with a handgun. But the acid, obviously, blood of the creature, wounds her leg. She can't really go anymore. Yeah. Gorman comes to help her, and they suddenly find themselves surrounded. And Gorman gets a, you get a tiny bit of respect back for Gorman here. You do I in think. the end, yeah. He's blows manned up. sky high. They blow himself yeah. sky high. Obviously, to save uh, to save Ripley, Hicks, and Newt, and they take the stairs to the basement um, because because obviously the explosion makes Newt, I think, fall down. Yeah, down it's the kind slide. of this wheel, isn't yeah. it? That yeah, found a wheel, and then you got the slide. Interestingly, um, the uh, the actress who played Newt got it wrong on purpose quite a few times because she liked going down the slide. See, that's why it's trouble working with kids. Well, what James Cameron did, he said, if you do it right, uh, you can go down the slide as much as you want later, and then you know, always uh, always good. I'd happily go down that slide. That looked like quite a lot of fun. Well, if you would, then I would. Then, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would, I would do it naked, and I'll I'd see, go before you. Then I see who can. <laughs> I see who can leave. I'll go before you. It's only a skid marks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, they find Newt in a sewer below the grid, um, which Hicks tries to open, but Newt is snatched by an alien. Ripley screams um, in desperation, knowing that the aliens will cocoon her. Uh, she and Hicks obviously take the elevator up, but an alien jumps in before the doors close. Hicks manages to kill the creature, but clearly not learning. Um, the, the, all the acid blood goes, unfortunately, goes on him and through his body armor. Hicks then drags uh, Ripley, then drags Hicks um, through the uh, main doors. Uh, meets up on the surface with Bishop. He's piloted the rescue ship to the surface by remote. How Ripley, however, refuses to leave the planet, and she demands Bishop take her back to the atmosphere processor to rescue Newt. Bishop reluctantly flies a dropship to, uh, to the processor and then obviously um, ignoring Bishop's warning to the, that an explosion from this reactor is imminent, she then says goodbye and then she goes down to find, obviously, um, to find Newt. And I think it's brilliant because uh, she's looking for the locator, she finds Newt's locator. Which is the first time she really goes for it and gets proper tooled up. She gets it's all the, the weapons. The first, yeah, she gets yeah. the of the gun. Yeah, she's duct she gets, taping like loads of different weapons together. She properly, yeah, goes for it as a soldier, doesn't she? And beforehand, she hasn't done that. She's always been that like, the soldiers have been there, and she's protected Newt. But this yeah. is the first time she goes on her own. She's probably, probably going to die. Everyone else has died, and she just does it. If she, if she saves them, the planet or the it's not the planet's going to blow up. It's the spaceship, isn't it? Or is the planet going to blow up? Right. Um, no, no. The, 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 com- the whole complex, not yeah. the planet. But it's going to be so big yeah. that anyone in around in and around the area. And she dies. She, she goes anyway. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that fact. It, I mean, inter- I mean, the, the character of Newt's interesting because we realise that Ripley, before uh, in Alien, um, she had a ten-year-old daughter. Uh, we realise that she's yeah, grown up. This, and, this is kind of like her maternal side yeah. coming out now. It is. Now, one of the best things happens, she finds Newt in the end, thanks to screaming, and she, gets, she breaks it through the fiberglass, um, which actually, um, well, it's made by fiberglass, and you know, all this goo mm. stuff, which actually cut Ripley's fingers, and they only had one take to do it, because it took so long, obviously, to get Newt, to, to get Newt in there. Um, on the other side, I think Newt was sitting on a chair, and it was quite uncomfortable, and there's quite a few takes. All right. It. Yeah. Um, and then we see, obviously, what is laying the eggs, and for me, the best thing about the film... 
you see the Queen mm. Alien. I yeah. think that's, that was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, really good. That answered so many questions, didn't it? It did. And I thought, I mean, I remember watching this, what is it, uh, 86 came out. I think when it was on TV, maybe early 90s. So I must, have, I must have been about 11, 12. I pooed myself when I was watching yeah. the TV. I know I shouldn't have watched it, but I was, that, that haunted me, that, that, that Queen Alien. And then we've got Ripley, obviously, shoot, 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 shooting at all the eggs. I love that, because she kind of like says to Queen Alien, look, I'm going to blow up your eggs if you don't play ball here. The Queen Alien calls all the other aliens off. That's what I really liked. And that was, yeah. Yeah, the, the communication between the, the four aliens that were coming in, yep. that she told them to back off. And I thought that was brilliant. It was, that wasn't it? It shows, the it shows that they can understand. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the intelligence of the aliens, yeah. that, that they're not just some creatures that will go and kill regardless, no. that she communicated to back off. And they all just backed off. You see um, the Queen Alien kind of looking at those other aliens and kind of... Yeah. It was almost very human-like kind of... Yeah, it's like kind of, you know, the Queen it, Bee in a beehive yeah, or something yeah. like that. It was really, really good. I enjoyed that. Uh, it was. And I love the look on Ripley's face when the, the, one of the eggs opens. She's like, well, you've blown it now. I yeah. thought we had a deal. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, unleashes hell. Destroys everything. Yeah. Destroys everything. And then, and then obviously runs back... Uh, to, to, to the elevator and interestingly the Queen Alien then follows and I thought we had this one really scary scene when Ripley's waiting for the elevator and then the Queen Alien comes, comes around the corner and you think oh no I didn't like the fact that obviously the very tense moment and even knowing what happened when I watched yeah. it again I still had that feeling of quick getting the elevator yeah, quick, quick, yeah quick. no absolutely yeah and uh, so she got in the elevator but the fact that then the Queen came along and saw that yeah, I can get in the elevator yeah. as well. Got that in there. That was scary stuff. I must have pressed the button or something like that. I thought, oh, that's a bit bollocky. I don't mm. like that fact. I thought that's a bit... No? If she would have climbed up the scaffolding or something, that I, I uh, like that. got up there and come through the floor, it, that would have right. been great. But the fact that she decided to get in the lift and then pressed the button for level three or something, and how... The, it just it was a bit okay. I give you that. Rubbish. That was a bit. That was a bit. Um, taking it. It a bit didn't too take far. anything away because I was still at that tenseness. It of was, but it kind of happening. like I know what you mean. It was a bit like I've suspended my disbelief enough to be scared now, and that kind of n- yeah. is nearly taking me out yeah. the moment. However, what I will say is when Ripley did make, it, it did set up for one of the nicest shots in the film when Ripley's standing on 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 the, obviously the platform. There's yeah. no ship. And then, the, and then the lift opens. You're not sure really whether they're in there or not. All the smoke comes out. You had the strobe lighting, and then you saw the Queen Alien sort of in there. And yeah. I thought that was a really, really good shot. And I you mean, got the mixture of scary. bishops fucking done me over now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah. right, sure. bishop done him over. I knew he was bad all the way through the film. Yes. The aliens there. The aliens going to get her. And you got the mixture of doom and a, a uh, lot of different kind of factors, haven't you? Good but, soundtrack as well. Yes, and uh, it says. On uh, IMDb, that the alien screams of a boon shrieks altered in post. Ah. Yeah, so, I didn't um, know that. So there you go. Carry on. Sorry. Um, and obviously, um, she gets in there, and they fly off. Fantastic. And it's all rosy. It, 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 well, it, yeah. In theory, well, I hope so because I really started to get bored at this point. Did you really? I really did. It was too fucking long. I'm sorry. <laughs> My attention span doesn't stretch that far. I had enough. See, I was oh. quite pleased at this part because I knew I had enough. It two, was two, uh, it was two hours and fifteen minutes in. I was yeah. really. I, made I was cup, clock watching. Still, I, I, yeah, I've made three cups of tea. Three cups. Yeah, and I was just oh. like, well, away. I made crumpets and I was proper annoyed at this point. Oh no. Okay. Um, so they get in the ship, but that all appears rosy. Yeah. And I, I, this for me was the biggest shocker, though. Obviously, you see Bishop, Bishop, and that thing goes through his chest, and I thought, oh my god, 
an alien laid initially. I thought another alien laid an egg in him. In an android, how could that happen? But then obviously we see the Queen aliens on board, but I thought that was brilliant with the tail mm. coming out of Bishop and then splitting in half. I mean, even for you being bored, that must have been a bit of a well, shock moment. And then, uh, yeah, that's when you got a little bit of action when she then starts jumping in that. Oh, best line ever. Was it get or stay away from her? You bitch. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That, yeah, that was a little bit of action there. And with inside the hangar and that fighting inside that kind of suit, the the cargo suit that she strangely enough learned how to use in a meaningless job that she had before she went yeah. you know, went on what this. What a fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was amazing how she could actually fight with it. Something that everyone else was struggling with and a little bit not quite sure and she manages to fight with it. But yeah, apart from well, that. Well, yeah, but the, I'm not being funny. If you get one of those, I reckon you've got a fair chance against something that big. Probably. I mean, and I, to, to me, this is up there in the like, top ten movie fights, I think, with this uh, load of it and the alien. Obviously... In the end, she gets sucked out of space. Very similar, uh, you know. Snakes on the plane. Yeah. yeah, snakes on the plane. First alien as well. Yeah, yeah she gets sucked Snakes off. on the plane, which we're due yeah. to watch. Spoiler alert! I think we just due to spoil the ending, guys. Exactly. Um, so as very much as I described in Snakes on the Plane, it got sucked. The alien got sucked off. It the, did. The it platform did. into space. It did. So it's it's very much. And if you uh, listen to our Snakes on a Plane podcast, which we'll be recording next week <laughs> um, as a bonus one, we'll be describing that as well, no doubt. Absol- so. uh, absolutely. Um, obviously, Bishop is kind of saved, sort of. I mean, I mean he's... Maybe. Yeah, the film ends as Ripley prepares... Do you know, the alien... Is. Sorry, just another fact. The, this Aliens film was never put to a, uh, a test audience um, because it was finished editing the week before its theatrical release. Wow, I didn't know that. Because it was nice. such a fucking such a long film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The film about a month to fucking edit it. Yeah. The film ends as Ripley uh, prepares Newt Hicks and what's left the Bishop for hypersleep for the journey back to Earth. She assures Newt that she can sleep all the way. They can both dream. They're both in deep sleep at the credits. Well, one thing I did not know, which is here. Yeah. After the credits, the sound of howling, howling wind, and a scurrying face hugger I had. Yeah. A what? A scurrying face hugger. You can hear the sound of a face hugger walking. walking oh, really? Before you can hear that. I didn't know that until today. No. I, I d- didn't really enjoy the fight that much between Sigourney Weaver and the alien. Oh, I loved it. I didn't do it for I'll, me, go for, I'll go first then. For me, it's five out of five. I think... Is it really five yeah, out of five? Why is it five out of five? I think it was just, it was just brilliant. Is it, this the first film you've given five out of five? No. Uh, I, think, I think I may have given Goonies a five. Okay. Uh, and Jaws, I gave it five. Right. Um, the reason why, I think when you look at sequels, one, this, is, this is what a sequel should do, I think, is improves on the original. And for me, it might not, I don't know if some people didn't, but it, it does, it's not just another, it could have been so easy to have another alien in another spaceship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what they tried to do was something, cause so, keep for the same ethos, but almost have like an action sci-fi horror flick. And I thought James Cameron, it, it, it's just it, this is just fantastic. And when you look at sequels, I think the only the only sequel that can uh, uh, live up to it is you know Terminator Two, for example, another sequel which is fantastic. Yeah. You know you you can make an argument. I know people say sequels suck, right? This is an example of sequels not sucking. That's why I'm giving it a five. I think it's awesome. Best you... bit uh, was probably the, the the reveal of the Queen Alien. Yeah. I think I think if I'm if I'm being painful, worst bit. I think even the director's cut, there, there are a few, there are a few like, long scenes, but I think in the theatrical cut, in the, 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 one that, the one that Nim watched, I thought was the perfect, the, pretty much the perfect length. Um, uh, so, uh, and probably a few, a few of the special effects are probably a bit more dated 
I think even judging it against Alien, as you were saying to you. Yeah. But five out of five for me. Don't know who's next. Nib. Um, I'd probably give it a four and a, four and a half. And I agree with James. I think in terms of a sequel sky, this is a, it's it's. It's, it's actually better than the first one in, in the sense that it's... What would you give the first, the first one? one? Yeah. Um, what you've given? Oh, I would have given that a four. It's a good film, but a lot, usually a lot of sequels are shit and they just end up ballsing it up, whereas, um, again, like you say, Terminator 2 and, and this one especially, they've done, really done well with the uh, follow-up yeah. to it. The first one you watched, was that an ex- um, director's cut, the first one? No, or? it's a standard one as well. Well, I think it's one. I don't know what was in the director's cut, so yeah. I don't know what... Which so you give them both four, or is four, that... No, uh, the first one four, this one four and a half. Four and I enjoyed half. this one more than the first one. What's your best bit, worst bit from... Um, best bit, probably the, that end, um, just in, in the sense, the, the, the bit where the, uh, the Queen Alien chases them, I think that's, it heightens your... Your, your senses and it keeps you kind of glued to the screen yeah. that's probably the best bit the worst bit I think again probably just some of the special effects and stuff Yeah. but I, I prefer to a certain degree special effects without CGI because it's just got yeah. a raw kind of 80s feel to it yeah which the first one I, what I liked about the first one there wasn't so many special effects and it was all set rather than uh, like Star Wars and well, this was mainly all set, uh, with a few exceptions. Yeah, yeah, it's just the models, and uh, I think a lot okay. of it just looked. Uh, the film suffered because of that. But, um, yeah, I'll give the film. I'll probably give it a four. Oh, um, more than that's more than I thought you'd give it because of the phrases you were making at me earlier. No, no, um, I thought the the film picked up towards the end. I think they could have cut about half an hour out of it, but mind you, I did watch the director's cut. Um, I think there was a lot of, there's a few bits unnecessary in it. There's a few bits that I like taken out that I like added in. I'd like to see a, a a kind of relationship maybe of Ripley seeing her daughter, um, and just getting a more of the character there or something like that. That would be interesting because the daughter would be older than Ripley. So they weird. were going to have that on there, and it was a deleted scene. Oh, good. Um, to have that, and I think it was going to be Sigourney Weaver's mother was going to play. The daughter, who was obviously would have been older. That, that, I think that would have been quite interesting. Particularly what? No, only after what Graham said. No, if you take away some scenes. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it would have, it would have made the whole new uh, yeah. and Ripley thing, as you were saying, and he would have completely understood that a lot more. You know. Yeah, and I would have preferred that, and they could have cut out a lot of waffle. Um, I liked again the best bit was the uh, the Queen Alien. I thought that was brilliant, uh, especially the when she commanded a. Kind of millions oh, yeah. to back off. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, the worst bit, I agree with Nim, some of the special effects um, just dated the film a bit for me um, and took away a bit of the enjoyment just a bit, but it was too long. I clock watched too many times. Um, so, and that's a sign of it, it wasn't a case of clock watching for, blimey, I wonder how much has gone already. And wow, I've watched an hour and a half and there's still so much to go. It was a case of, Fucking hell, I've watched an hour and a half and I know this film's two hours and 40 minutes and I've still got a long way to go, which is why I end up watching it in in two bits because uh, I just couldn't concentrate. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Four out of five for me, I reckon. Really? Better than, uh, better than Alien? Better than Alien. Um, it's good c- continuation, a good sequel. Um, best bit for me, probably... 
special effects were pretty good, and the general story is is a very good, you know, very good continuation. Um, probably the end, like kind of like fight scenes, quite interesting, I guess. Um, worst bit is probably going to be the length of it. Watching the director's cut, it was same as you, Stu, mm. painful, like pulling hen's teeth. Um, I haven't got the best attention span when I don't enjoy something anyway, so it really was a struggle and I really was going off and making cups of tea and coming back and I hadn't missed much so I really probably should have gone down the menu and selected the theatrical cut instead. Um, the special effects didn't let, let it down at all for me. It was just a 1980s wow. film. So, and, and yeah, I took it as a 1986 kind of You've been taking positive pills, haven't you? I know, I really I expected it. Uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's what it yeah. I'm surprised. That's fantastic. Before we go, I yeah. just want to discuss quickly: Has everyone seen the Age of Ultron trailer? Yes. No. Avengers. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's your views on it? How did you feel when you watched it? Uh, our mate Tom is not a fan. He's not looking forward to it at all. And I was saying I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I was saying to him, I can't, I, I, it looks really, really good. They teased me enough that I'm not exactly sure what the whole story is going to be, but you've got an idea. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. What did you think, Nim? Yeah, again, it just looks absolutely awesome. I'm I'm a bit disappointed. I've got to wait till like, next May, is it? Yeah. I mean, that's just they've obviously, you know, we were talking about this. They've yeah. obviously finished and cut the film. Yeah. And they're just taking their piss out of the, making us wait. So you know, I can't wait for it to come out. It looks awesome, doesn't it? It, it, does. it showed a tank buster suit, and yeah. they show you, as you say, so much action in it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But they they don't just. They don't give you enough. They make you wonder, don't they? And again, for me, this will be the only trailer that I, I will watch of it. I was really excited. As soon as it was available to watch, I needed my little fix of Marvel. And How many times have you watched this, G? I've watched it about, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, about 15 times. Double for it, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I love it, but the, I'm not going to watch any more, and I'm not going to I'm not going to avoid any news if I can, which is really hard, obviously, as I'm posting on Twitter all the time. Try and avoid any social networking of uh, but Marvel I think news. I think if we all go see it within the first week, yeah. I think we'll we'll manage to avoid any spoilers, etc. Yeah, we we were talking today that we need to go and see it in IMAX and oh, just go and do the proper job on it. And there's one we'll in Waterloo together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is it really? Yeah, Kingston's Where? got IMAX as well. Yeah, well, the the actual Odeon is. Yeah, the Odeon's IMAX. Yeah, I saw. They've um, got an IMAX. Uh, yeah, I saw the uh, dark the uh, last Batman one. Because on IMAX, I've never said, I've never been in IMAX in my life. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like about four, or five double decker buses high, isn't it? Yeah. It's in terms of brilliant. you, you can't look straight and get the whole picture. You kind of like got a. It's very bit steep. Less the the, the, the yeah. seatings, you're almost looking. Yeah, yeah especially the Batman was filmed in IMAX, so it's just oh, brilliant. absolutely brilliant. So, uh, but yeah, and also yourself, we, we're going to do a. A bonus podcast on Arrow at some point. We are, yeah, we'll plan to do it next week. Season one of Arrow. You're, yeah. well, you're, you're well into season, well, you're getting uh, well into season two. Yeah, I think DC are kicking ass at the moment on TV with regards to the series. I clock watch an Arrow and I get upset. I'm like, oh, there's only five minutes to go for this episode. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I'm it is. just so into it at the moment. I need to discuss it. and just, uh, We will. We will discuss uh, season one. Spent my enjoyment. So, uh, again, thanks everyone for, uh, for listening. You can catch us on iTunes, subscribe, leave us some feedback which would be great and spread the word. We've got the website, which uh, Graham's updating all the time. Thefilmrealcast.co.uk yeah. uh, I'm the man that edits the podcasts. Stu's the man that does the Facebook and the Twitter. Nim.
Goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Get away from her, you bitch!